0: Hello friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're in the book of 2 Thessalonians and focusing on some important truths about when Jesus comes again. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, friends, to our final episode of our study of the book of 2 Thessalonians. I've enjoyed our little study, and I hope that you have as well. I do have my last mug for 2 Thessalonians. It is my Yeti mug. It says FBC. That's our church logo on there. But I don't know if you can see this uh, there on camera. It's got my name there written from right to left in Hebrew. It says Pastor Skelly in Hebrew. At least that's what they tell me. It says so. Uh, my friends Art and Sue Foltz gave me that mug after their trip to Israel with me, and so I treasure that. And Yeti mugs do a great job keeping coffee nice and uh, nice and warm. Hey, 2 uh, Thessalonians chapter three, and as I said, uh, we're going to finish the book today. And if we're not careful, sometimes we, we get to the end of a Bible book. And we just kind of relegate the last verses to be well, that's just concluded. That's just conclusion. Uh, that's just a farewell, almost as if to say that those verses aren't as important as other verses in the Bible. And obviously, that's not true. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. So I want us to zone in and and extract some some good principles here from these last few verses in uh, Second Thessalonians. We're in chapter three, and verse. We we, we ended uh, yesterday with that great reminder, uh, brethren. Be not weary in well doing. Don't don't get sick of doing right. Uh, don't don't get weary in the battle. Allow yourself to be encouraged by the timeless principle of sowing and reaping. That's the point there in Galatians six, verses six through nine. But now look at verse number. 14, where the Apostle Paul kind of issues one last warning. Would you look at it, verse 14, where he says, and if any man obey not our word by this epistle, note that man, have no company with him, that he may be ashamed. So this really reiterates something that we talked about a couple episodes ago earlier this week, And that is that we need to be willing to withdraw from those that are knowingly and habitually disobeying and really in that sense, upending the the, the purpose and program of the church. So watch how Paul says it here in verse 14. He says, if any man obey not our word by this epistle. So almost like this is my final warning. We, we've written before we've talked about this when we were there. now I'm writing again. So hey, you have been forewarned. This is clear. I am not I'm not equivocating. You need to note that man. you need to refuse to have company with him. But the point is that he may be ashamed that 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 increased scrutiny, the fact that someone is doing something about this, would now mean, okay, this command actually has some bite to it, that that this person needs to see it for what it is. Sometimes when sin is not dealt with, and this can apply to your home, this can apply to a church, this can apply to a Christian school, this can apply to civil government, that when a crime is not dealt with, then what incentive is there for people to obey? Now, you would hope that people would obey simply because the, the law says so. But let's face it, that's not that's not what happens. So when I drive to Washington, D.C., you know, I, I, I guess I'm telling on myself right now, but I, I'm not looking at the speed limit sign. You know, I, I don't even know what it is. I think 65, 70 it's one one of the two. What am I doing? I'm just moving with traffic. Sometimes I'll look down, traffic's moving 80 miles an hour. Sometimes i look down, traffic's moving like 15 miles an hour. The point is people tend to do not what's expected or even communicated. People do what is enforced. Law is what is enforced. And what the Apostle Paul is saying here is, hey, church family, we need to enforce this, this, this disorderliness, this, this, this. This busybodying, uh, this uh, this lack of work, and this is going to continue to persist until we do something about it. So, if any man, so don't pay attention to personality, don't pay attention to you know how potentially influential this person is, or this is the deacon's daughter, or the pastor's whatever uh, son. It doesn't make a difference. The point is that if they are disobeying in this way, they need to be dealt with. So there's no respecter of persons here. Look at verse number 15. So have no company with him that he may be ashamed yet. So here's the, here's the, um, um kind of the qualifier, if you will, verse number 15, yet count him not as an enemy, admonish him as a brother. So this is not like good riddance, bad rubbish. We're glad to get rid of them. You know, they didn't belong in this church anyway. This is not a call to Phariseeism, 2 uh, Thessalonians chapter 3. No, this is a call to a Christian loving confrontation. And that's the missing component, I think, in families, in schools, in friendships, uh, in churches, loving confrontation. The Bible says so much about this. Uh, faithful are the wounds. Of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. And we need to be willing when it comes to Christian brothers and sisters to say the hard thing. Not because I want to get at somebody or I want to make myself feel better or get that off my chest. No, the point is, I have a genuine love for this person as my brother, as my sister in Christ. I'm not treating them as an enemy. Boy, I'm counting them as a brother. And when we really love somebody, we're going to tell them the things that they don't want to hear, but that they need to hear. Look at verse number uh, 16. Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means. What a statement. Uh, And may God just give you peace. Why? Because some of the most upsetting and tumultuous things in churches are people problems, not not outside persecution, not you know the 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 water the 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 hot water heater broke or you know, no th- those those we can deal with those issues. Sometimes the the issues that are most burdensome in local churches are issues where we have to confront each other, issues where some people are just aren't pulling the weight. Issues where people are just drumming up drama. These are the things about which we have been speaking. And what the Apostle Paul says, and I'm just asking God. He's the giver of peace. He's the prince of peace. That he would give you peace by all means. That he would do on the inside, provide from the inside out, what can't be provided in any other way. Look at verse uh, number 16. So the the Lord of peace himself give you peace always, by all means, the Lord be with you all. I don't think we say enough uh, in our churches. I don't think we say enough to each other about the reality of God's presence among us. The Lord be with you all. Sometimes if we're not careful, we just kind of say that tritely. God be with you, God be with you. But no, it's not tritely God be with you. It is no, God is with us. Even now as you and I are having this, I want to say conversation, but I'm doing the conversing, this monologue, even as you and I are interacting virtually, hey, God is with us. You know, God is here with me as I teach his word. God is there with you as you're listening and God is with us. And we need to learn to practice the presence of God and remind people of that. It's it's and throughout the Bible you'll see that uh, I will fear no evil for for Thou art with me. Boy, David practiced the presence of God. Uh, I am with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Uh, God said to Joshua, and it ought to give us a renewed sense of holiness, a renewed sense of of security, as we know that our God is with us. And so Paul said, I wish upon you the very presence of God himself. Verse number 17, Paul says, the salutation of Paul with mine own hand. So historians tell us that Paul was just notoriously uh, bad with his eyesight, probably couldn't write the letters himself. And, but yet at the end of his epistles, he would sign his own name, to authenticate this. Remember Paul said in this very letter that there, there were forged letters that were going out to churches and people were writing as if they were Paul and spreading false doctrine. So one of the ways that Paul would, would validate that this letter came from him is the salutation of Paul with mine own hand. I I stand by what I say. I stand by what I've written. And certainly as believers, as pastors, as parents, we need to stand by what we say and by what we write. So the salutation of Paul with mine own hand, which is the token in every epistle, so I write, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. I can think of no better way to leave a conversation. I can think of no better way to end a correspondence than to say, may God's grace be with you all. Grace, grace that is ours because of Christ, God's riches at Christ's expense. Grace, God's unmerited favor that gives us both the desire and the ability to do God's will. Our great need in this hour is grace. Are you struggling with your desire to serve God? You need grace. Are you struggling in your ability to keep on keeping on? You need grace. It's by grace. By the grace of God, I am what I am. I do what I do. That was Paul's testimony. That ought to be my testimony. And perhaps that's why Paul said, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. And so what do I say at the end of this book? I look at you and say, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you too. Look forward to seeing you in about a week as we study the book of Mark. Uh, this next week, we'll we'll hear some pre-recorded stuff. I hope you'll join us uh, daily for that. Have a very Merry Christmas and a great new year, and we'll see you on the other side. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.